Hey, it's your boy, Jose from Big B Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely week? Yes. First of all, before we start, please check us out on our Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all major platforms. And yes, we are on TikTok now. I'm still trying to learn the TikTok uh, videos, so but they'll be coming out soon. But we have a special guest today, Mr. Radis himself, one of the top soccer coaches in south florida yes i said soccer coaches but a die hard miami dolphin fan to one probably one of the die biggest fans i know other than jc my co-host danny radis how are you doing on this lovely evening um after after yesterday i'm doing amazing uh <laughs> I, i'm still on cloud nine i'm still i'm still in disbelief but i'm doing very good Okay, so let's let's talk about it. You know, the Miami Dolphins with that comeback uh, victory, 28 points in the fourth quarter. Tell me what how how excited are you and, and what you're seeing and where you think some like uh, improvements they can do uh, in, in two games into the season? So as far as excitement, I mean, it's hard not to be as excited as I've ever been. Right. Um I'm trying to remember in the past as a Dolphin, what am I, 36 years old now? So when I really started watching the Dolphins was towards the end of Dan Marino's career. So I really never got to like enjoy what Dan Marino was uh, after that. Jay Fiedler, um, that whole era. So I'm trying to think of when I was this excited. Um, uh, 2000, 2008, when we came in with the Wildcat, I mean, I wasn't very excited at the beginning of the season. I thought we were yeah. going to suck. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the the three postseasons we made in the 2000s, basically. I mean, I've never been that excited because we always did it like fluky. It was a fluky kind of way that we got to the playoffs or or something like that happened. So as excitement, as far as excitement and and what I've seen so far, it's it's this is probably the most excited I've ever been after two games with Miami Dolphins. And do you feel that with the expectations, have have you guys felt like this expectation of you have to win games and it's like it's playoff or bust for you guys? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously we have to win games. Every game's important. Um, but a playoff for this year, uh, with, with the new head coach, uh, with Tyreek, with the new head coach, it kind of gives, gets away from playoff or bust. Yeah. But, but now after what the new head coach showed, what he could do in the first two games, it's kind of, if, if we don't make the playoffs, it's a huge disappointment. Okay, and and as a Dolphin fan, I don't remember when when I felt like that. Like it's, it's sad, but but yeah, after these first two games, I'll say yeah, playoff or bust. Hey, look, and I'm 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 happy for you, Dolphins fans, because now that you guys that you, you guys make fun of my Cowboys for losing or whatever <laughs> the case may be, now you have some justification on your team doing well. So in, in years past, you you know your team. Uh, the Dolphins weren't doing as well. And it's like, come on, are you really ranking on my Cowboys when your team's doing that? <laughs> but, um, you know, one thing I feel somewhat concerned um, is the running game. I don't think the running game has been as, you know, explosive as the, you know, you want it to be. What what do you think could improve? Is, is it like blocking or? or I, I, I don't know. I think I think uh, yesterday the running game was pretty damn good. Uh, Moster. <laughs> killed it i feel like every time there is there's a gap he took the gap with speed like it was so fun to watch most of it run mm-hmm. like i didn't i didn't realize how fast he was until basically yesterday yesterday whenever there was 
any kind of little channel, he took the channel in stride. And and I mm. think yesterday our rushing game was actually pretty, pretty good. Um, where I think what we need to do now is the first game, the defense built us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, second game, offense built us out. Now we just need to get both of them to work together, right? We need a, yeah. and you're, we're going to need to have that for next week. Like if, yeah. if it can't be either offense or defense, it has to be both who against who I think is the best team in the NFL right now, which is the Bills. So um, what, what we have struggled, I think, a bit is uh, Needham in the corner. I think, um, I think the Patriots, if Mac Jones was a better quarterback, would have done a better job on picking on them. Um, I think it's a weakness. Uh, we definitely need Byron Jones back. Um, mm-hmm. Needham is better in the slot, uh, in the dime, in, in the nickel defense. He, he's better in there. He's not, he's not a true cornerback. So the one weakness I know that I've seen was in the first two games, even the first game when the Patriots didn't pick on them, they could have. There was a bunch of times where the guys were wide open against the Patriots that, that we could, that Needham wasn't doing his job right. But once again, that's not Needham's job. Needham's a nickel corner for now. So I think the one area we could improve on uh, is the cornerback going into the last game. I think the tight end position, but we figured that part out. Uh, Gesicki mm-hmm. first game got one one catch for one yard. Uh, and then the second game, he bounced back with a huge game for us. Um, but I think this is probably the most comp- – we've seen uh, a very good defense in the first game. We've seen a very good offense in the second game. So uh, as far as weakness, I, I can't really think of one except the, the Byron Jones not being with us right now. The offensive line killed it yesterday. Uh, our right starting right tackle, Austin Jackson, went down early. Greg Little came in as a backup right tackle, uh, which the right tackle for Tua is basically the left tackle for the rest of the NFL. Yeah, that's blindside. Yeah. That's his blindside. Yeah. So for, for us to have a backup, basically left tackle come in, not left tackle, but right tackle for Tua, uh, Greg Little came in and did an amazing job, actually. Like, Tua got sacked once. Okay. So I'm pretty happy with everything right now. So where, like Byron Jones, how long is he? When are so we? Just it's, it's four. It's four games, I, I believe. So four after games. the fourth, which is the, the the biggest hit because we have the Patriots, the Ravens, Bills at home, and that Bengals on a Thursday night short week. So it's so it's four extremely excruciating yeah. games for us. But so far, we've got through two of them without him. There you go. And 2-0. and oh. um, Do you think uh, two is silencing the haters at this current moment? I, I think he silenced the haters for one <laughs> game. Uh, mm-hmm. One game is definitely not enough. I mean, we've had a lot of quarterbacks. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks <laughs> in the past that have done very, very well in one game. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think one game is enough. Um, but it's definitely a, a good start, right? Yeah. Uh, the first game, the first game, I think he, he made a, a few bad throws, four or five bad throws that he got away with. Uh, the second game yesterday, obviously, he made a few bad throws into, into triple coverage. He, he, the second interception, he threw away basically right to, to his hands. Um, so he's still making boneheaded <clears throat> mistakes, but I believe the second half of yesterday, hopefully, we'll find out against the Bills, but, yeah. but um, hopefully that's a good starting point. Is silencing your haters, I, I, can't, I don't think you can say that after one extraordinary game. Mm-hmm. We just have we have to see it more constantly. Obviously, not six touchdowns, but give me four touchdowns. Give me four yeah. touchdowns against the Bills, and we'll be happy. Look, the thing I like I see with Tua is uh, early in games he's pressing a little bit too much, holding on to the ball. Um, later on in that game, when I was watching the replay of it, it's more of his anticipation, and that's what everybody you know around the league and and Tyree Kill and everybody's talking about is his anticipation on throws where he's throwing you to a spot, uh, and that's what. He's no, he was known for uh, Alabama. 
not holding on the ball and, you know, taking those sacks or, you know, throwing in triple coverage, that's when Tua, you know, it hurts Tua. Um, so I think, you know, we got to see where when it got later in the game, it was more his anticipation on throws and making a, making the right decision, just going with his first read and going from there. So that's what that, that was just my my observation. But I think that, you know, Tua has been Tua has been doing decent at, at the moment. And when the season keeps on progressing, the more reps you get, you know, we're going to see with with Buffalo because Buffalo likes to drop a lot of people in zone and a good uh, defense overall. And we're going to see how Tua, you know, adjusts to that and what kind of game plan that Mike McDaniel has uh, for for the for the Buffalo Bills coming up so yeah yeah i think i think um yeah with Tua, his anticipation is really really good i think in the first game and also the first half of the second game i think he's just he, he was very hesitant his throws are hesitant you could tell that he wasn't like it just is not too like because even in college Tua was super super accurate he he was picky with his throws he he didn't just throw the ball up in the air and the first two games in the first half of the last game and the game against the patriots i feel like he was doing the things that's not very characteristic of him mm-hmm. maybe maybe the fan base maybe he wasn't try, try to impress the fan base but but second half yesterday and, and mike mcdaniel said it that he just he wants his quarterback to have fun and he told i think he told Tua that he just i just want to see you have fun and and they just looked in the second half of yesterday he was just he was having fun like the way he stepped into the pocket that that touchdown throw to Jalen waddle the the, the, the the wait the one to a uh, craft they slid mm-hmm. into the he slid to the left. He there's one to 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 Waddle for the win that he slid across the pocket. Like he was just having yeah. fun. He was picking his pockets. He was picking his channels. He wasn't afraid. He was trusting his O line. He didn't look like he was running crazy in the back, uh, which you've seen in the past. Um, mm-hmm. In the second half of yesterday, he looked extremely comfortable. Um, yeah. So- I, hey, look, you know, Dolphins are two and zero. It was just a crazy game because I literally. Stopped watching the game after halftime because I was at a party and checked my phone. And I'm like, how the hell are the Dolphins and Ravens tied right now? Like, you know, or <laughs> and you guys and you guys went up and, and, and won the game. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, it, it, I did not see that coming. You guys are down by big. And it's like, wow, it, it, it's it's something it's it's a lot of excitement here in the 305 right now. Um, and I'm just happy. I'm happy. You can see it in the tailgates, you know, going to the uh, first tailgate, how excited people are for uh, for this team. And I think they're going to be doing good. I think, you know, coming into this Buffalo Bill game, and it's going to be a test because just watching Buffalo right now and whoop up on Tennessee, it's it's going to be a test. But I want to see these two high-powered offense go at it. And it's going to be a great game uh, this upcoming week. So um, we are going to go transition to the Dallas Cowboys versus the Bengals. Um, look, And I'm just, you know, I'm just going to talk real quick about it because it's more of a, you know, Dolphins podcast because I have you on here. But look, Dallas won 20-17. I had no hopes in winning this game because, (laughs) look, we had Cooper Rush, you know, playing uh, as our quarterback. Uh, The Bengals, which just came off a loss, uh, I was like, no way. You know, hey, Jamar Chase is going to go wild on us. Burrow, he might go those little slip, you know, quick slants might take it for 80 yards. But this defense, and I've said it before in other podcasts, this Dallas defense is serious. 
they're going to win us a, a bunch of games because our offense is not going to be clicking and they're going to be helping us at the beginning of the you know season and it's it's crazy like how Micah Parsons is just crazy enough on the edge that he just causes havoc he causes havoc and I, if he doesn't win, I think he's right now setting himself as defensive player of the year. Uh, but, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow, I don't know what is going on with him right now. Lost two games. He has more uh, interceptions and touchdown throws. Um, that O-line that they said that they revamped got sacked six times yesterday. Yesterday, So it's crazy. But Cooper Rush, 19 for 31 for 235 yards and one TD. And Noah Brown, look, and I still say it again, we scored 17 points at the beginning, and then second half, only three points. And it's it comes down to Kellamore. Don't know how to make in-game adjustments, and it, su- it, it sucks. I think the only reason that it's holding us back is Kellamore. So, but uh, anything to anything to chime in on my Dallas Cowboys there? <laughs> uh, no, Mika's a beast, man. Mika's a beast, and, and he, he was going up against what I think, like you said, you pointed out. Uh, Bengals last year made it to the Super Bowl and almost won the Super Bowl with probably the worst offensive line in the NFL. Yeah. So that's that's all on Joe Burrow, right? Like Joe Burrow getting used to playing with just bad players in front of him, protecting him, and uh, Mika Parsons yesterday made it shown. Like he was just tossing the, those offensive line. He was tossing. It looked like. It looked like an NFL player was playing in college football. That's yeah, he was. He was taking. He was making work of Lyle Collins, our our <laughs> former Dallas Cowboy, yep. and he was putting him in on a spin cycle. Oh my God! It's just this guy. I you know us Cowboys fans don't deserve him, but I'm glad that we got him. You know, and he and he grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan, so I'm glad that we have him. And then uh, Diggs, Diggs, uh, Diggs hey, look, to... and and Diggs, he he brought it out there like one catch for three on three targets. Jamar Chase had for yeah. six yards. Yeah, and there's a lot of trash talking at the beginning. There's a lot of trash talking of I... you know not technically sound and stuff like that. But I just do thing that kind of put some fuel on the fire. I'm one of those guys. I'm not a big Diggs fan. Mika Parsons, I'm a big fan of Diggs. I'm not. I'm gonna say uh, it was more because of the defensive line of why Diggs yes. was able to cover Jamar Chase. I think it was your D-line makes it much easier for the cornerbacks, obviously, because the quarterback is rushed the whole time to make any kind of throw possible. So, yeah. I mean, still, you shut down Jamar Chase, but I think it's more on the D-line than Diggs. I'm yeah. not a big buyer into Diggs. I think he's overrated, hey, look, but you know, that one I, game, I, I like Diggs now. because we, we have a free safety and a safety that can help with Malik Hooker. Most yeah. of the time that he got beat last year with, uh, was KZ at the, at the safety. So he was not reading the play. Right. So, but Diggs still hasn't gotten an interception this year. So we're, we're still waiting <laughs> on that, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, he's, he's one of our best corners. He's, he's the only corner that we really can truly count on uh, for being physical on, uh, on tall wide receivers. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but, um, but to, uh, to, before we end this podcast, I got a, a question to, for you. Um, oh, and two teams, which one are you more surprised about the Bengals or the Raiders? Let's not forget, they're not 0-2, they're 0-1-1, but the Colts are probably right there at number three. But um, the Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars and Texans, and they're 0-1-1, and they should have lost to the Texans. Uh-huh. Uh, but but to move on from that, uh, I mean, it's, it's it, that's a pretty easy one uh, for two reasons. One, the Bengals are the, the defending AFC champions, right? Yeah. And then, two, the Bengals 
played Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. <laughs> uh, the, the Raiders at least played Ky- the Raiders played Kyler Murray and my boy Herbert, right? Yeah. So, so if, if you were to tell me the Raiders start 0-2, I'll be like, yeah, that's possible, the Cardinals and the Chargers. Now, if you were to tell me the Bengals start 0-2, playing against Mitch Trubisky at home and then playing against Cooper Rush, yeah. I would be like, you're crazy. I would give, give me a minus 1,000 on that. Look, you make a good point there, and I was, but I was going the opposite way. And I was saying the Raiders because we, they were talking about this offense for so long with Devontae Adams, Waller, um, Hunter Renfro, and the whole package, and Derek Carr, that's supposed to be a top fifth or top 10 quarterback, which I think he's out of the top 10, but that's another discussion. I just think that for them to be 0-2, and yes, you, you make it a valid point that the two teams that they played, but Arizona Cardinals were they were up by so much. It was 20 to 3 that they were up and they couldn't finish the job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel that the more disappointment is on the Raiders side. I, you know, and I get, I, I get the Bengals. Yeah. It's, it's, they're like right there. I'll give them like, they're not too far, but the Bengals um, are a proven commodity. They're a proven team. They made the Super Bowl and they should have won the Super Bowl. And the, basically the same team came back and the yeah. same team that was in the Super Bowl that who did they beat to get the Super Bowl last year? I don't even remember the chiefs, the, the chiefs, right? Like yeah. the same team that beat the chiefs. Yeah. Is a team that lost to Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. But do you think it's a more of a, a team that just caught fire at the right time uh, last year, or do you, or you think I that they they are that talented? There is no catching fire. They won they won their division, didn't they? Like they were the best team in their division. Uh, yeah, and that's a tough division. Like th- there is no catching fire. It's it's they were good all year. There was tr- like obviously in the beginning of the year you weren't expecting it, but throughout halfway through the season you're like, okay, this Bengals team is real. Yeah. And to make it to the playoffs with a tough AFC playoff, um, to make it to the Super Bowl, like, and then that's what I'm saying. Like, there's like I understand the hype <laughs> that the Raiders had. It was kind yeah. of like the same hype that the Browns had when they had when they got Odell Beckham and all these people. Yeah. But um, but just no, the Bengals. You, you gotta go with Bengals, man. The two teams. No offense, to, no, no offense <laughs> to your Cowboys, but the Cowboys looked depleted after that first game. Not even a Cowboy fan like yourself had any hope in that game. Yeah. There were seven-point favorites against you guys. like At lost, home, too. Uh, <laughs> I, I, on the road, there were seven-point favorites. Yeah. So they lost at home being favorites. They lost on the road being favorites, you know? So I, I think it's Bengals by a lot. But I understand why the Raiders are in that conversation. Yeah, and, and, and the Raiders, you know – I don't think it's must win next week for the Raiders because with that division with Kansas city and the chargers, like you cannot go down and Denver, you yeah. cannot go down, yeah. you know, no, all three. Cause that's, division. that's a, yeah, they're that's all a tough hill. Yeah. That's yeah, a tough hill to climb and stuff like that. But um, no, nah, man, Hey, Hey, this is, has been a great podcast. I, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, you know, like I said, one of the best soccer coaches in South Florida. If you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna uh, put in your college name and stuff like that. But where can we find you at, uh, Mr. Radis? Uh, my my Instagram is at Radis eighty six R A D I C E eight six. I coach at, at Florida Memorial University. I'm the head coach for the men's soccer team. I also coach a pretty good club down here called PSG. We compete in the UPSL top division and the USL Academy. Uh, but uh, yeah, Radis eighty six Instagram is where I'm usually on. There you go. Hey, if any of you guys are listening to this podcast and you have uh, young kids that are, are playing soccer right now and want them to be 
taught by the best, you hit up Radis on the DMs <laughs> right now. Okay. Hey, right, Danny. Hey, thank you for coming on. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in for Big Meat Sports, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.